This is a conspiracy channel. Tape 1. Welcome to the Hush Channel. The Delectable Negro, Human Consumption and Homoeroticism Within U.S. Slave Culture is a 2014 book by Vincent Woodard. The book explores the homoeroticism of both literal and figurative acts of human cannibalism that occurred during slavery in the United States. The Delectable Negro draws on Works Progress Administration interviews, advertisements for runaway enslaved persons, and the narratives of the enslaved. The book includes textual analysis of the works of Harriet Jacobs and Frederick Douglass, as well as an examination of the treatment of Nat Turner, whose flesh was turned into medical grease. Woodard died in 2008 and never saw the Delectable Negro published. It won the 2015 Lambda Literary Award for LGBT Studies. Tonight we will be diving into Chapter 5, Eating Nat Turner. It reads as follows. Most people do not readily associate Nat Turner, the heroic figure and slave insurrectionist, with the themes of auto-cannibalism, self-consumption, white male consumptive desires, or homoeroticism. Homoeroticism is the concerning or arousing sexual desire centered on a person of the same sex. These themes, however, strongly informed how Southampton, Virginia, whites punished Turner and treated his corpse after his public lynching. In the 19th century, the white press throughout the country reported that Turner had sold his body for dissection and spent the money on ginger cakes. Many papers reported that Turner feasted on these sweet ginger cakes before his own execution. This was an erroneous assertion, as slaves did not own themselves and therefore had no agency to barter and trade in their own flesh. More than anything, this ginger cake story reflected the psychology of whites who needed to convince themselves that black men such as Turner somehow consented to and were complicit in their social consumption. This linking of consent to black self-consumption was a common idea that found its way into lynching ritual practices in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. In 1934, whites made Claude Neal, whom they lynched in Jackson Country, Florida, eat his cut-off penis and testicles. James McGovern relates the details of the Neal lynching in Anatomy of a Lynching. After taking the nigger to the woods about four miles from Greenwood, they cut off his penis. He was made to eat it. Then they cut off his testicles and made him eat them and say he liked it. Making Neil eat his own sexual organs, as grotesque as this was, was only a byproduct of an even more disturbing reality of white hunger and power. The cutting off and forced eating of the penis was a reflection of white male oral fixations upon black male virility and black men as a sexual threat. In a different erotic scenario, the white men might have taken the black penis into their own mouths or anuses, but in the absence of such imaginative privacy, they used the black black male body as a type of puppet through which they grope, grapple with, and ultimately subdue their hungers for black male flesh and sex. On the level of ritual, it is not enough to simply desire and want to consume Neil, the ritual is not complete until he eats the evidence of white desire, swallowing his debasement and degradation along with white hunger and erotic fascination. Many whites feared that Turner would literally rise from the grave and rebone himself. This is how some have explained the gruesome cannibalization of Turner after his death. William Sidney Drury, a member of the Southampton community, documented in the Southampton Insurrection of the year 1900, the exact methods of punishment and post-mortem abuse of Turner's body. According to Drury, after Turner was executed, his body was delivered to doctors, who skinned it and made grease of the flesh. Mr. R. S. Barham's father owned a money purse made of his hide. This desire to literally possess Turner's flesh and make use of his body calls to mind the homoerotics of the Neil scenario, with Turner's flesh serving as fetish and symbol of corporeal possession. 
The money purse made of Turner's skin and the grease made from his boiled-down flesh convey the limitless consumptive uses of the slave and the myriad ways in which the ruling class could satiate unspoken desires and tastes for Negro flesh. Blacks of the Southampton community further complicated this erotics of taste through accusations that whites ingested Turner's boiled-down flesh as a medical substance, as I discussed earlier. While Woodard focuses on human consumption and homoeroticism within the culture of the enslaved, I want to revisit a theme woven into a prior video of mine called Black People Have No Soul, as this is a conspiracy channel. Anybody ever wondered the origin of why white people eat black people? Because enslavement was not the first time. They have consumed and used the body of mummified royalty of Egypt in detestable ways as well, as they truly believe that it possessed medicinal benefits. Cam is the son of Noah who is the progenitor of the black race as he was described as being as black as a raven. Although Shem was also described as being black as well, the two lineages throughout any historical narrative you can find were always within proximity and interbreeding with one another. The focus however in this context is Cam. His lineage is not given mainstream attention as his two brothers. Where the Old Testament appeals to Shem's lineage and the New Testament appears to Shem but mainly Yaphas, Gentile and Roman lineage, there is no collective mainstream religious text that appeals to Cam's lineage, knowingly at least. It is very easy to find the history of the Semites and the history of the Yaphites or the Europeans. The same cannot be said for Cam's lineage. But it is for a reason. As you dig, you find out Cam's lineage is lined with fallen angelic or Anunnaki descent. His lineage is spoken of in the Mesopotamian tablets. Under King Nimrod's kingship, both Shem and Yapha's lineages were forced into servitude. Nimrod appears as Gilgamesh in Mesopotamia, an Anunnaki figure. The Epic of Gilgamesh is actually the oldest known story that we have. Cam himself appears as a demon named Apsu. Even in the Bible and Rabbinic Hebrew scripture, Cam appears as a demon named Shamdan, the king of demons and the god of the Hamathites. And as you know, the Bible calls Cam Ham. So this is the god of Ham's lineage, Cam himself, the demon that aided Noah with his vineyard, but threatened Noah that if Noah did not give him his fair share of it, he would resort to violence. Next thing we know in the Bible, Noah is cursing Canaan because of something that this demon, that is also his son, did. In the book of Lamech of Cain, it even states that Nama, Noah's wife, was partially of fallen descent but the mark of the beast was not heavy on her and the only child of hers that came out with the mark of the beast was Cam. Outside of that the Bible itself names 36 tribes of giants. These tribes and their names show that they descend from the different sons and grandsons of Cam. These are comedic giants as in the lineage of Cam himself. The book of giants tells us that God himself placed the curse on the offspring of humans and fallen angels that they not be provided the opportunity to ascend into heaven but instead Upon death be damned to becoming demons. This is the origin of demons. This is a lot about how Cam's lineage was and still is demonized and the origins of why. Because this curse was never lifted even after the flood. Genesis tells us giants are the result of humans and the fallen interbreeding. So why does the Bible name 36 tribes of giants existing after the flood? Because the flood did not rid the earth of them. And with Cam existing before, during, and after the flood, he knew the truth of what really occurred. Not the story that the Bible tells us, but the story that all the oldest creation stories tell. The division of the Anunnaki based on one Anuna figure deciding to stand with mankind. So Cam, being of Anunnaki descent, of course carried this attitude into the new world and so did his lineages. They were the lineage that interbred exponentially with the fallen angels. Whenever Cam's lineage is mentioned in the Bible, they are mentioned with a negative connotation and they are referred to as pagan giants. 
pagans because they believed in the old gods that they were closer to prior to the flood. They retained the knowledge of the secrets of the heavens, the Anunnaki, and held on to it and them, with fallen angels technically being the Anunnaki who decided to stand with mankind, and the Anunnaki being deemed gods by our earliest ancestors. This in religious terms makes their descendants demons, but on the other hand they are also demi-gods. The land of Africa, especially below Egypt, was believed to be the land of demons, spurning it to become named Abyssinia. Abyssinia. The land of the abyss as it was ruled by Enki, the lord of the underworld, the lord of the abyss. Abyss and hell are synonymous. It is not unheard of that there are certain old cultures and indigenous that believe in eating their gods. Racist whites may have not even known by then where the notion of eating black people came from. But its origins is because their ancestors knew who we were. And just like the people they frowned on and called savages, the indigenous of the world, they too believed in the benefits of eating their gods. Us. End of tape one.